If you're talking sports, it's a matchup. Mickey, who is this? You gotta be cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. Mickey Zizzy Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. The Mickey Zizzy Podcast. We are here to stay. Everybody, we are here on a great, wonderful evening from Florida and Iowa. Your man, the co host, Zizzy Yank, with Mickey Hines. How's everybody doing? What's going on, Mickey? Oh, it is a great Sunday. Just finished the 10K Sunday. Got a new watch. Shout out Paul Zemba. It was a great weekend. I also got a shout out John Michael and Just Michael. I was on their podcast slash YouTube channel uh, yesterday. I want to give them a huge shout out. I even got some of their swag. I'm wearing their shirt right now. Okay, Super sure. awesome. Got to support uh, our podcast on there and just really fun, kind of some dorm talk. Uh, I won't go too into detail because they'll post that later on on their YouTube channel. Go hit their subscribe button. Huge shout out to them. And, yeah, super excited. All right, man. What is going on? We got some things to talk about, a few, a couple topics we're going to cover today. But first, let's start off with uh, with we just closed on the major championship. Let's talk some golf, Mickey Hines. What do you got for me? Yeah, so I know that just finished off with a 23-year-old. I mean, he's just as old as I am. Uh, Colin, like, Marikawa. I don't know uh, how to say his last name. Yes, yes, Marikawa, I think. Yep, not our coach Marikawa, but uh, his first (laughs) PGA championship. And it's actually his third, like, tour win in, like, 27 starts. I was looking at that. And this guy's kind of cooking for a young guy in the PGA. Yeah, I mean – to be, I want to say it was a year ago, the man was graduating from the University of California. Now he's got three wins and already a major under his belt. So uh, power to him. I mean, he had an amazing eagle to close out the victory today. But um, kind of crazy. Nobody, there was a lot of uh, big names on the leaderboard that everybody was talking about when it was coming down to it. Not many people talking about him, though, and he came out on top. So uh, pretty cool to watch. Another young guy winning on the PGA Tour. People are talking Tiger Woods category, but maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's let's not get there just yet. But, yeah, no, pretty good, pretty crazy. Um, but let's talk about Mr. Woods as well when it, goes, when it comes to golf. I don't think you can really talk about the PGA Tour without mentioning Tiger Woods at this point. Um, finished at one under, so it wasn't really ever a threat to win this weekend, but uh, – I don't know. I mean, he didn't look too bad for not really doing too much lately. I mean, he hasn't played in many events this year, but wasn't horrible. Wasn't too bad. Uh, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, so originally going in, I know we decided to talk a little bit about Tiger. And I am probably – he's my favorite golfer, uh, without a doubt. I'm, I mean, I'm yeah, he's a huge fan. Yeah, but here's my thing on Tiger. He is getting old. Is he too old? He's kind of like that big, juicy burger that, like, oh, it looks really appealing, but I don't know if I want it. I don't know if it's going to be the satisfaction like normal. So that was kind of my analysis before the PGA Championship. I did not think that he would do that well, and I think he looks pretty good, though, when in the match with Brady, Manning, and Phil Mickelson. Oh, I think it was Phil. And, mm-hmm. you know, he looked decent there. He looked good. His swing looks good, and I know – that he also did change up his putter, and I guess that was a really big deal. And he did have a good final round today. But, yeah, I just didn't think he would do it. And I know he's trying to get that 16th major. So maybe hopefully he'll have another chance to get that. But 
I mean, I guess I was right, you know, originally when we were talking about this. Yeah. What do you think, though, moving forward for him? I mean, it's one thing, I guess, to talk about will he get another win? Because I th- all he needs is one more win to have the most wins all time on tour. I don't really think that's as much of a question because I think he will get that. But yes. what do you think about the major record? I, I To be honest, personally, at the, I just don't know. I mean, he only has, what, the one major, the Masters last year in the last decade or so, and then before <laughs> that. I mean, obviously, he took over the whole landscape, the PGA Tour landscape, but I just – I don't know. One major or so in the last decade, he's getting older. It's obviously – it's obvious that he doesn't play as many events anymore. I just – I don't. I hate to doubt somebody like that. That's changed the entire face of the sport. I mean, when people think golf, that's. I mean, ESPN is the first person to show it. That's all that they talk about when it comes to golf, almost. So, um, but I don't know. I, I'm a little bit doubtful that he'll actually get the major record. I think moving forward, I do think he will get that major record. I just don't know when, but it's got to be soon, like you were saying. And I have all the belief in the world that Tiger can do it. I just, this past weekend, I just didn't think, you know, as the first one back, especially with all the Corona stuff going on, yeah, first one yeah, back. Yeah. And I said, like, I knew someone, someone wild was going to win it. I'm like, oh, you know, someone random will. And that's what happened. But, like, just going into it, I know, I think it's going to happen. I just don't know when. I'm going to get that feeling before one of his events. I'm like, here it comes. Yeah, I mean, I hope it does. It definitely is always, like, a huge storyline. It's something that's a really cool um, like, if it were to happen, it'd be something that'd be really cool, I think, for everybody just because of the story behind it all and how and the comeback and everything. But, yeah, I, I just don't know. I mean, it's he'll never be what he was. I mean, it's kind of hard to be that dominant again. But at the same time, um, I don't know. Like 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 you said, time time is ticking, and hopefully he does it soon. Otherwise, I'm not too sure about it. But personally, I, don't, I just I'm not I, I just don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say that it's going to happen anymore. I used to think no doubt it would. Um, but I don't know. I think it's in question, but obviously we'll see as time goes. Yes, Tiger Woods is the American golf hero. Everyone likes Tiger. <laughs> when you think about it, when he did win the Masters, everyone was super excited. One of the best comebacks ever. And I do think that he will, like I was saying earlier, but – that's the beauty about golf is you can be old and still be you know, that dominant inside the sport. And all he needs is one good weekend and boom, he has it. So yeah, I'm really looking true. forward to it. All right. All right. So you got anything else for me on golf? Again? No, not too much. Uh, I was trying to keep in touch, looking at a lot of the scores after each day and whatnot and trying to check on our boy tiger. But uh, he was, I, I did like about, it was that they could hear some of the commentary that the players were saying. And yes, and actually the one, cool. I, forget, yeah. I forget one of the guys I saw on ESPN. He uh he let he let a few words out because he missed a shorter putt. <laughs> and some people were actually mad about it. I'm like, that's the beauty of golf. Like you're gonna have those things. That's sports everywhere. Some words are gonna slip like that, but. I if, thought anything, that was really if anything, it made it more relatable. Like I yes. don't know. I mean, playing golf, it's one of the most rewarding yet frustrating sports I've ever had to play personally. But to like see these guys and these are professionals that are playing four rounds, whatever, every week, and then they go out and they miss a 
putt by a few inches to the left or right, and you hear them. They they get a little colorful with their verbiage. I mean, it, it is what it is. But That's a good word for it, yes, yeah. colorful. Yeah, it's a little bit colorful, but um, it, it's all part of it. It's fun. It's like a learning experience for everybody. And, I mean, it's, it's definitely interesting because you hear some of the actual conversations that the golfers are having during, uh, throughout their rounds. Um, it's, it's just a different perspective that we haven't really got, but that's kind of what we're getting with a lot of the sports right now. Yep. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. So now moving on to our next subject, kind of the biggest news is a big NBA bubble update. That's what I'm going to call this yes. segment of our show today. And I'm going to start off with the Pelicans are officially ruled out from even potentially making the playoffs. JJ Reddick's 13-year playoff run, making the playoffs no. every year, comes to an end. And only thing I have to say about that is you have to play Zion more minutes to even survive to make the playoffs. They invited you to this little bubble for, so that you can make it to the playoffs. I think it was some poor coaching by Alvin Gentry and Lonzo played not very well, but I'm still going to be on his train because I saw him tweeted at Bleacher Report. He's like, I hope you all remember this tweet next year, da-da-da-da-da. So, bright future for the Pelicans. You just think to see them go so early. Yeah, I mean, and it was another hard-fought game, I mean, against the Spurs today. So, I mean, it was it was another big one. They kind of came in and started struggling from the get-go. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know what you expect when you, for the most part, in all the games leading up to the last, maybe, I don't know, the last couple if you're not going to play Zion the full amount of minutes, I just you're not going to bring this team to its full potential, and you're not going to win games that get into the actual playoff. Um, I don't, I can't blame Gentry. I'm not going to just blame him because to me, at the end of the day, I think this was just a franchise decision from the top all the way down. They were saying no matter what, this bubble reduced season is not worth any possible injury or something. Being of that Zion has to sustain moving forward. I understand it, but I don't like. I, I as a competitor, I ain't gonna. I wouldn't be the one doing that. I would be. Yep. It's not like he was coming back straight off the injury. He had already come back from that. So to me, he was on the same playing ground as everybody else when we were coming into the bubble. So I understand he missed a couple practices for the funeral, the family matter that he went to. But I mean, I don't, I just. It's a hard. It was hard to watch this whole bubble that they've been playing, and I mean, I feel bad for JJ Redick um, and his streak coming to an end. I mean, that's my guy. That's a shooter right there. Shooter. Uh, yes, yes. Put on the goggles. But, um, yeah, no. It's just I, it's not the year for him. So eliminated. Uh, it's not kind of. Not what we really expected moving forward. I know we were looking at them as really like making that number nine seed, eight seed push for the play in. Um, I think that you had them actually in your I did, yep. game. I'll yes. take my L. Yeah, so I mean it's not even an L. It was just it's surprising to see how different that um the results were um compared to our expectations. So that's just one team. So moving forward. Yeah, going to another team. I want to talk about my C's real quick because Jason Tatum, JT, answered my call. He heard me call him out on 
earlier episode. I think it was the last episode, and he is back to his All Star group. Yes, yes. From I think he scored around thirty that night after our podcast the last time. And then even tonight, he sent the game. He put in clutch mode, sent the game to overtime against the Magic. He finished with twenty nine. Had the uh, big time assist from Gordon Hayward, who had thirty one nine and five. And the C's are actually looking like the Boston Celtics. I'm actually excited. They're getting some wins. I know it was two nights ago. I think it was against the Rockets. Let me check my notes here. But they had like 90-some points going into like the – I mean, ending the third quarter and whatnot. I'm like, that's phenomenal. That's how this basketball team can play. And they're starting to get some good reps from Robert Williams coming off the bench, et cetera. And I'm really excited to see the, the next few games here especially when those playoffs start. Uh, yeah, no, the Celtics definitely bouncing back, uh, definitely have shown that they are a formidable foe in the East. Um, not saying that they weren't going to be, but, I, I mean, it's just it's different now being able to see everybody as we get into the bubble. Like, you can tell that some teams are hotter than others, and I think that the Celtics are definitely going to be one of those teams in the East that – the Bucks got to look out for them. I mean, the Bucks are going to be the number one seed coming in, the number one seed in the entire NBA. But I just – I don't know. There are a couple teams over there, the Raptors, the Celtics, even the Heat. It's it's looking a little bit feisty now that we're coming down to the wire in the East. So, uh, Gordon Hayward showing up today. I think this is, what, three straight victories for the Celtics now? I think it's um, two, yeah. Yeah, so they they're looking they're starting to get it together. Uh, Tatum definitely found his shot. I don't I mean I don't know if he just got rid of all of his bad ones in that first game, but I mean he's definitely he cut that. his hair. That's what he did. He cut his hair yeah, and he exactly, started balling. Exactly. He had to trim out the beard and get everything else going too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, they look good. Um, definitely can kind of transition from them as well to another competitor. We can just go through a couple of the East competitors as well. Uh, the Raptors, they uh, – did you actually have anything on the Celtics that you wanted to add, though, real quick? Nope, before we nope that was it. Nope. Yeah, no, so the Raptors continue to stay hot in the bubble. They beat the Grizzlies, who suffer another heart-wrenching L tonight. Um, so – uh, but they've continued to be hot. They've looked really, really good in the bubble. I want to say only, what, one loss since we've gotten back? Yep, they beat uh, the Lakers as well. They're playing mm-hmm. together as a team. They're playing team basketball, every and it's really single, a beauty to watch. Every single person on our team, I swear, it feels like is in double figures every single night. They are just finding the right person when they have to and making it work. So, I, I don't know. We were talking about LeBronto and it, and him coming back and dominating them. They spanked the Lakers in that one game. Yes, so, sir. Yeah. LeBron had a poor showing in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we can talk about the Lakers as well. Um, what are your thoughts about the Lakers or the Raptors? Uh, we'll go. Right, let's stay in the East, and then we'll switch yeah. over to the West. So, like the you East. said, the Raptors are definitely going to be a problem. They play really good basketball, and hopefully, they continue that team basketball and that team winning go moving forward. And Frank Van Fleet really has turned into a Definitely a star in the NBA, if not a superstar. And I'm really excited. They're coached by Nick Nurse. I'm really excited to see what they do. Um, hopefully not, they don't play you know, that well late in the playoffs. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Van Vliet, I saw, it was like ever since he had his kid in the finals yep. last year. <laughs> he's, been, 
He's been lights out ever since then. So I don't know if they continue to shoot the way that they do play the way that they have been. Um, it'll be interesting, especially with a couple other teams that might've been given, uh, might've done some stuff in the playoffs. Like the 76ers are out in my mind. Oh. Done. Yeah. Ben they, Simmons they injured. Ben Simmons out now. It looks like for the season. And now Joel and B gets hurt in the first quarter tonight. Um, I just, That's- yeah, yeah. They're good. They're, that's great for the Celtics. Yeah, it's just looking like a train wreck for them at this point. Um, they suffered, I want to say, their third or fourth loss in the bubble. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, they don't really have the momentum. If they're not going to have Embiid and Simmons in the game fully healthy, I don't know who they're going to rely on to shoot the ball. Um so they're they're kind of I think in my mind going into the playoffs like yeah they're obviously going to have a playoff spot but I think that they're a minimal threat at this point. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, I have to totally agree. I'm glad you brought that up with Ben Simmons being out and he was going to be I think if it doesn't move around too much these last few games for the playing games they'll play the Celtics so that really makes my heart grow a little bit because the Celtics are going to play a kind of beat down 76ers team which I'm you know. It sucks that those players are injured, but at the same time, you know, you want your team to win. Mm-hmm. And Ben Simmons was going to be a problem. Uh, hey, I think Ben Simmons is better than Kemba Walker, and that would have been a tough matchup. But now he's gone. And then Joel, first of all, Joel Embiid, I love his passion for the game and whatnot. He definitely is a leader. I don't care what anyone says. And he's out as well. So that's just so difficult. Who's going to bring in those boards? Who's going to be shooting, you know, as a center of those threes as Joel can? So. It's going to be rough for the uh, Philadelphia fans, I know, trusting the process, but uh, it's going to be a little rough. Um, And then, interesting, I'm going to watch the matchup tomorrow night. My Miami Heat, who have looked relatively good, especially, I mean, don't get me wrong. We were up 23 against the Bucks, and we blew that lead and lost by Mm -hmm. double digits. That that hurt. But we were up 23 without Jimmy Butler or Goran Dragic playing. So, I mean, it's kind of like the whole argument that the Clippers had against the Lakers the first game and some other teams. But um, I don't know. I think that they've looked really good. Duncan Robinson can still shoot from the park. At Wrong. The that man is Wrong. crazy. Wrong. <laughs> what? What? Wrong. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you brought this up. So I know when he played the Celtics, he went off 21 points against the Seas. <laughs> All right, that's pretty good. But the man is not that good, all right? He had three points against the Raptors in 22 minutes. And you said, oh, he's a shooter. He's shooting lights out. My man's shooting with a minimal flame. That bit is already blowed out. I am not sold on this guy. And he is way too inconsistent to be considered a oh, big-time player. He has two games in the bubble that he has scored under 20 points. That is consistent. He's still a starter. And on top of that. On top of that, Overrated. you got to understand he is a shooter, and for the most part, he's shooting for like most of his shots are threes. I will say he does need to learn to diversify the game, and he has been. He's been be- better in the bubble than he was before um, the four month hiatus. But um, shooters have off nights, man. I mean, Steph Curry has nights where he shoots two of 13 from out there. I mean, it happens. You're going to have those nights where he's off, but. It's just good to see some more production out of a couple other people other than Jimmy Butler or Goron having the lead of coming in on the second line. So um, I think that they look strong. I'm interested to see. I am a little bit worried 
just because of the health issues of Jimmy Butler having the ankle injury and missing a few games. And we'll see what goes on. But I think that they're going to be a tough out no matter who they're going against. But like you said, um, the Celtics, them, uh, but also who they're playing tomorrow night. We got the Pacers with the MVP, I'm glad, yes. The MVP of the bubble? TJ Warren? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Someone talk to me. Yes, he is the first person to have a 50-burger in the bubble, 53 points, and he is balling. For some reason, he switched a, flipped a switch and became a beast. I think he had 119 points in three games. That's just phenomenal. Um, and the Miles Turner's looking good. Victor Oladipo's looking good. This team is kind of scary. And I was talking to a few people the other day. This is the year where some crazy team that we never would have guessed will win the ship. And if TJ Warren keeps on playing like this, oh, the Pacers might make a run at it. But amazing. I love seeing it. Someone we nobody's radar. And he's just showing like, hey, I'm still here. I'm a great NBA player. So I think it's since since the restart has begun, I believe that the Pacers and the Raptors have had the best record for the East out of the Eastern teams. I think they're both like four and one yep. since they gotten back. Um, TJ Warren is shooting sixty one percent from the field <laughs> and fifty six percent from three, and he's averaging thirty five points a game. The man is just – he's going off. Even his one game, which was around his season average, I think it was 16 or 19 points, was the lowest point total that he's had since he's gotten back. He dropped a 53-burger. He's dropped two games above – two or three games now above 30 points. He dropped 39 on the Lakers and hit two – And 34 against the Trailblazers. Yes, and hit two dagger threes on him. I mean, I, nine, nine. I don't know what this man did. I don't know if he went and – Got my uh, MJ's sh- uh, uh, secret <laughs> stuff from Space Jam. I don't know what it is, but it's it's incredible to see what he's been doing. And if he's going to go in and do that next to Oladipo, who you know you're going to get production out of, and a couple other players, because the, the Pacers are a solid team now. Don't get me wrong. They're a solid team. They could do some damage if you don't pay attention to them going into the playoffs. I'm interested to see – where everything ends up after the seeding games in the East, just because I know, like the West, those middle uh, seeds are a little are a little close. So I'm interested to see what happens and see how the matchups come up. But yeah, if that man shoots like that, I feel bad for anybody they have to play right now. Yep. All right. Uh, who else we got in the East right now that we got to talk about? The Bucks themselves. Uh, they're they're good. <laughs> yeah, I think I honestly think that they're fine. Um, they did get beat by the Nets, uh, Nets, though, so it did show that they are human. They are not, you know, that super, super team, so that was kind of crazy. But Yeah, um, but I think, obviously, they've still stuck atop. The, like, they're sitting there they're atop the throne on the East. Everyone knows that they have to go through them to win the East, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Giannis has, is going to be the secured MVP. I know that they're saying that these seeding games are not, um, I think that like that they're not going to count towards those awards, but um, I think just if you're looking at play ever since we got back, I mean he's solidified at this point, and 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 
I mean, I'm ready to jump the fence on that. I mean, it'd be one thing if LeBron had come back and dropped 35 point games every single time, but he's been struggling. Lakers are having some issues that they're going to have to figure out going into these playoffs. So, um, I think Giannis has secured that, and the Bucks have remained atop the East to going into these playoffs. So, somebody's got to knock them off, but there are some teams heating up. So, it's going to be interesting. Talking about heating up, let's move over to the West. Hopefully, I get all these teams right. But Woo! the Phoenix Suns. Yes. 5 and 0. Oh, Devin Booker with a. Buzzer beater, everyone wanted to see it. That was, you know, a fan favorite, the underdog hitting the buzzer beater. The fans needed it. He playing like Dame, which Dame also had a 50 burger tonight. But, yes, you know, yes. Going back to the Suns, uh, DeAndre Ayton, you know, averaging around like he had a few games, he had like 19 and seven. Ricky Rubio, 19 and seven. Like he hasn't been relevant in a while. Like the Suns <laughs> said, hey, we're still in it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what they did. They changed their entire mindset going into the four-month hiatus. They said, if we come back, we're going to be real. We're going to be serious. But Devin Booker, it's, I'm just happy to see the Suns all of a sudden. I know, and it's not even confirmed that they're going to be in the playoff, play-in game yet. Like, let, don't Mm-mm. get me wrong. We don't, we don't really know what's going to go on there, and we'll get into that in a second. But they've given themselves the best chance. They haven't lost a game yet. Um, did they play? I want to say they play tomorrow. Or I think. Play, yeah. Or did they play tonight? I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but I want to say they play tomorrow, but yeah, five and oh, Devin Booker has been on a tear. And if they can sneak into this play in game, I don't know if there's a lot of people that I would like to put my money on more than Devin Booker. If you got to win just one game to advance, I mean, uh, it could, it could be very interesting moving forward. But like you said, it's heating up. We got a lot of teams to talk about, and then we'll get into the whole scenario. So moving on from there, let's talk about those Portland Trailblazers and Dame uh, dropping 53 tonight. Uh, they've looked incredible. Their starting lineup is looking actually pretty scary. And I think, in my mind, they are poised to be in the best position to be in the play-in game for the West. Um, but they've looked great. Carmelo has continued to hit his shots. Uh, Dame is just it's, – it's game time. And I don't know why people like Paul George and P-Bev are trying to get under his skin. That is the wrong person to get upset with a basketball in his hand. So he's going to be dynamite no matter who they're playing. Carmelo's hitting shots. Nurkic has looked great and healthy in every game so far. Um, and then who else we got over there? Uh, CJ McCollum. So, obviously, he's going to be a shooter and doing well. Um, he's just got to make sure that he stays consistent going into the playoffs. But I really like their chances moving forward. Your thoughts? Yes, their chances are so high that I say if they play the Lakers, correct, the Lakers, we're talking about the West, first round, whoo. Ooh, Ooh. I don't know. Who do you put that money shot. on, man? That's, that's I, a good question. I would. I Dame time is so scary. They have Carmelo Anthony, who's been playing quite well, actually. He just actually passed Paul Pierce for the 15th most 15, points scored. In a and then, like you said, Nurkic is looking good. That's going to be trouble for AD and whatnot. And this team is scary. This is one of those teams that we were talking about who are hot. I'm really glad we're talking about them. And the Trailblazers are scary. I 
will say it right now. If they play the Lakers first round, I have them winning that series. You know what? I'm going to say it right now. Public service announcement. They will win the series oh, against no. the Lakers. Upset it. Ruin LeBron's basketball oh, playoff no. party. Ruin oh, the no. pack number one. No one said I could do it. And Dame Dallas is going to be like, hey, sorry, the Clippers <laughs> made me angry. Boom. Said it right there. You know. Yeah, see? See, you're hesitant because you know what could happen. No, I mean, I'm, I'm usually when you make – Really bold statements and bold claims. I get disappointed. I get disappointed with you, Mickey. But tonight, you, <laughs> you, you have some credibility. However, I will not be able to jump ship and join you with that if the Trailblazers do make it in the play on, uh, make it to a playing game and make it to the playoffs. I do not believe that they would still end up beating the Lakers in the series just because, like you said, LeBron's re- LeBron's street, LeBron's record. He hasn't lost in the first round yet. Somebody's got to do it. Like you said, it could – would Dame Time be the one to do it? I mean, that's a, pretty, that's a pretty good bet to put it on, especially with how they've been playing in the bubble, and they have, honestly, a good amount of matchup problems for the Lakers. I mean, they have four – big guys that can move it around and I mean you got who's going to cover Dame Lillard right now who's going to cover CJ out there I mean you can put LeBron and AD on Nurkic and Melo or you can move LeBron around to one of the other guys but I don't know who else is going to play the other two on the perimeter so uh, they do pose some matchup problems but until someone beats LeBron in the first round I I can't just say someone's going to walk in there and do it I can't do that Mickey Hines so um no, you I also have to see. I acknowledge your bold prediction, but I, I don't see that happening. We also have to even see if it's going to be Portland and whoever else going into the play, playing game. Because right now, the real race isn't even. I'm not even sure if it's necessarily the A seed. It's more of who's going to get that nice seed. It's more of <laughs> who's going to get that between Portland and Phoenix. And I can't. I can't decide who's the hotter team right now. I just can't. Yeah, I totally agree with you, and it's also the good thing about it. Anthony Davis had an eight-point game, so I was kind of a little wild by that. Yeah. But yeah. if you think about it, you have Nurkic coming in, but on their bench is Whiteside, who was leading the league in blocks this year. So, I mean, Anthony Davis is going to have his work cut out for him as well. So they match up, like you said, perfectly against this Lakers squad. So it might not be a walk in the park for L.A. In the yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree. It's going to be interesting. Um, but – Let's see. So those are the teams that are really on that bubble. So I guess now that we know New Orleans is eliminated, what do you? How do you think this is going to play out? I mean, Memphis just lost again tonight. Um, so it's going to. I think it's what a one game difference between them and Portland and Phoenix now. So we've got a couple games left. If Memphis wins one of their last two games, granted, I believe they play the Bucks and. And I don't know who – I know the Bucks is one of them. I'm not 100% sure who their other game is. But I want to say it's a guaranteed playoff team. So it's two solid, tough games. But if they win one, they're in, at least for the play-in game. Yeah, for the play-in game, um, yes. But Do you, I definitely do you think... think they're going to win one of those games, though? I'm not sure right now. I could see it. 
Yes, I think Jaw is a very dominant player, but I also think that if they do get that playing game, they're going to lose. Portland is scary right now. I'm hopping on that bandwagon. So I think mm-hmm. they will. Okay. All right. So you've got Memphis and Portland making it in that playing game? Yes. Okay. And Portland winning. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm pretty sure back when we were predicting what we thought it was going to be, I had Portland and Memphis going. You did, yes. Um, and I've got Portland winning that still. I believe that Nurkish was going to come back healthy and look great. He has. And I did not anticipate Melo playing at the level he's been playing. I mean, he's been lights out. Looks like he got into some great shape during the hiatus, and they've been balling. So I think that Memphis will hold on. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and they'll be able to sneak at least one more win, get two wins in the bubble, um, and then they'll secure that A seed. Portland will hold on, even if Phoenix continues the ball. I mean, Phoenix has got to lose one game, right? they got to lose one you game. You would think. You would think. So – that I think if Phoenix loses a game, that'll be just enough for Portland to hang on to the edge above them. I think Portland holds the tiebreaker as well. So, yeah, I'm saying Memphis, Portland, and I think Portland gets in the playoffs. And then, yeah, we have an interesting first round matchup that we will be talking about in the future. But let's get into some of the other teams in the West. Let's update them as well. Uh, we'll move up the ladder to, I want to say, the now clinched 7th seed Dallas Mavericks. Um, your thoughts? Mine are just, it's Luka time. That's all I'm really going to talk no, about. No, that's it. it's not the Mavericks. It's Luka and the Unicorn <laughs> Show here. You do not understand. The man is 21 years old. He is younger than us, all right? Oh, my he goodness. Can, he's finally legal. We'll say that. But the man had the youngest player to have a 30-point and 20-rebound triple-double. And also, tonight, he had 30 points, 19 assists, and 12 rebounds. Um, Triple-double Russell Brustbook, who? Luka is just taking over, and he's more of a Larry Bird type of player. And it's so awesome to see, because he's not super explosive. He's not jumping through the roof. He's not shooting from half court. Luka just brings his game as a different type of game. Similar to Larry Bird, I know he's been referenced to him a lot, and I love it. He is balling, and this Mavericks team too. Hey, you give them four games, six games, they might they might beat you in those six the four games. So they're a scary six, you know, seven seed, six seed as well. Yeah, I mean, and if they go in as this seven seed, they're going to be looking to play. It'll probably, I think that the Clippers will hang on to that second seed, but it'll probably be a Dallas versus Clippers, a Mad Clippers matchup. And I tell you what, with the <laughs> unicorn. Looking how as healthy as he has, along with Luca playing this way, I mean, he's dropping 19, 30 point, 20 point, uh, 20 assist games. I mean, I don't, it's remarkable. And he's out there, he's just pre, he's having fun with it. He's at the end of crunch time games going in between the legs, just passing it like it's a pickup game. I, it's, it's incredible what he's doing. It's really hard to put into like a mind's eye exactly what he's accomplishing just because like you said he's younger than us and he's out there <laughs> so it, it's very impressive it's really cool to see i love the larry bird um comparisons that he's getting as long as they don't try to do the larry bird tomato comparison i don't know if you said that man <laughs> i did see but, oh that was so disrespect disrespect but um yeah no dallas could be it could be if they're a formidable phone moving forward as well and like, uh, just the bubble is just kind of looking like if you have 
an offense and you have people that can light it up on any given night, you have a chance to win on any given night at this point. So um, Dallas is not short of any of that with their duo. So it, it could be a good matchup moving in to be a solid duo fight between Paul George, Kawhi, and then um, the Unicorn and Luka. Yeah, like you were saying, it's any team's time or moment. The bubble is such a different atmosphere compared to NBA games. Sometimes people really excel with all the players, I mean, with all the fans cheering and that kind of atmosphere. But now this is a pickup game. We talked about this in earlier episodes. That's more of a pickup game mentality or atmosphere. And now they have the chance to go win a championship in this kind of bubble in the bubble like I could definitely see something wild happening and the Clippers I'm sorry they have a tough matchup too the for being a one and two seed I'd rather not be the one or two seed I'd rather be like the three or four right now to play a different yeah, team because it's looking that way it is insane so I'm definitely loving the Mavericks as well I just think I I wouldn't put all my eggs in their basket like I did Portland earlier in this episode but Definitely take them to a game seven. I mean, Clippers yeah. don't look over this team too easily because if you let yeah. two games slip, uh oh. Yeah, I wouldn't. Want, I wouldn't want to give them any confidence or any reason to feel like they can be in a series with you. But if you're gonna lean on, if you're gonna put anything against Dallas right now, I guess you just gotta say like they're inexperienced. Like Luca, Luca hasn't done anything in the playoffs obviously yet, so he's got to. Fi- he'll have to figure it out when people start uh, ramping up the defense. And, I mean, it's not like Kristaps has a whole lot of experience either in that category. Ooh, go next. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's, I guess, where they're hurting. And I will rely on someone like uh, Kawhi Leonard in that situation. But, um, yeah, moving forward. So, next in the West, we've got, I believe, would be the Utah Jazz. They've just been solid. Nothing too yeah, crazy there. I mean, they, they're always saw. I mean, they kind of just picked up where they left off. They've looked like a pretty similar team than they as to what they were before the bubble. Always solid. Nothing, any, never anything to scoff at. It's just I don't get. I just with them, I never get the overwhelming or powerful vibe that they're going to be cause any serious trouble for a high end seed in the Western conference. I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. What do you think? No, Mr. Zizzy, I totally agree here. When we talk about Portland and that Dallas team, they just bring that tenacity or just that overpowering team to the game. But with Utah, like they're a great team. Don't get me wrong. They're a reason why they're winning, but I just see them losing in any scenario when it yeah. gets to playoff time. I mean, they they've been in some good games. I mean, they beat the they beat the they beat the Grizzlies. They beat the Thunder. I want to say, um, but they. I mean, they also lost in some other close games. So like they're they're in every game that they play. It's just I I mean, how ready is Donovan Mitchell? How great is his supporting cast? I just I don't see all these like even looking at Donovan Mitchell himself like. Just the names don't jump off the page for me. They don't give me that superstar, I'm going to take over a game type feeling. I know that they have proven they can do it at times, but I just don't see it at a consistent enough clip for me to believe in them at this point. And that's the same thing with OKC as well. 
Chris Paul definitely has led that team. One of the best leaders, I think, in the NBA right now. But at the same time, I just don't see anyone else on that roster that's going to steal the game or steal a series for me. And I just can't back up those comments if I made it. So I have to stick with the they're a good team, but they're going to lose first round. But, uh, I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I, I really like the Thunder. I really like how they've looked ever since we've gotten back to playing. Um, and if anything, they, they're like the Western conference version of the Raptors. Like they're just taking that whole team over mindset. And Chris Paul has done a great job getting those young guys together and leading them, um, under him. But yeah, I just don't know. I don't know if they're going to have enough to sustain it for an entire series. Don't get me wrong. The thunder can make you battle. They could take you to a six-game series, to a seven-game series. I don't think that they could. And then if they make you, if they make the series go that deep, they could pull out an upset. Don't get me wrong, but I, it's hard to believe that Chris Paul is going to be able to get those young guys to like get around him, rally up around him enough to sustain it for a full seven-game series against some of these crazy dynamic duos against the uh, that are at the top of the West because. That's who they're most likely going to have to play. I think they're going to be the sixth seed. So they're looking at playing a Denver Nuggets team who does not look too shabby either, and they haven't even had all their guys playing the whole time. So um, I'm I'm with you on that. I actually I don't got any problems with what you said, but I will. I am interested to see how Chris Paul does. He always plays with a chip on his shoulder. Always fun to watch. So. Uh, no, definitely not a team to scoff at. I think every team in the West is actually pretty strong, to be honest. It's kind of crazy, but um, yeah, I just, I just, I'm not sure if they're really going to get too far past the first round if they do at all. Yeah, I, <clears throat> yeah, I totally agree on a lot of things that you said, and I'm really going to stick to my word of them not doing that well. I mean, they're great teams, they're great NBA teams, but when it gets on this crunch time, they don't have those players that are going to take over that Mamba mentality. But I just cannot wait. I think we have, like, some teams have two games, some teams have three games left in the playing games. And then it's playoff time, and I cannot wait for that to come up. Yes, yes. So playoffs, I want to say, are going to start a week from tomorrow. Um, So we're getting down to, yes, playoff basketball, ramping up the defense. Everything matters. Headlines, big talks, big conversations, big stakes. I'm excited. Um, I know that we are going to be having some other episodes coming up this week. I know we have an interview with our man Mark Mason coming up on uh, this coming Tuesday, I want to say. We also, I would think, would plan for another uh, podcast episode before the playoffs begin so we can kind of talk any – final changes to any predictions we've made or anything that we um, would like to bring up as we head into the NBA playoffs. Um, So I'm sure there's going to be a lot that we have to talk about, but as of now, I feel like that's, we're pretty good on that catching up to date. Anything that you want to add, any closing thoughts, what's going on? Yes. My closing statement. I just want to say shout out to everyone for listening. I'm hearing a lot of good feedback, a lot of good stuff. I was like, shout out you all. This is why we do it. And moving forward from other, uh, other podcasts, uh, in the future here, like he said, we're going to talk a lot of playoffs. So that's kind of the big sport that's going on right now. 
I know NFL, they're getting to their training camps, doing all their things. I'm seeing Tristan Works doing well with a lot of offensive line work. That's really cool to see all his videos. I'm seeing the Bears starting to really get into it. That kind of gets me a little excited. Starting to start up some fantasy football leagues here and there. So we're going to talk some NFL shop moving forward. But uh, also, like I said earlier, thank you, everyone, for the support. And hopefully you enjoy this episode. And we're going to have a really fun episode next one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, For me, uh, again, just yes, thank you, everybody. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, My closing thoughts, I I lost a family member this weekend. It was a little bit tough for for some of us. So I just want everybody to make sure that you you got people you care about, you got people that you love, make sure that you tell them, make sure that you let them know um, that that you're there for them, that you want to be around, that you just love them. I mean, you can never tell anybody enough. So um, just want you all to know that and moving forward, I think that we're good. I'm excited for this coming week. It's looking like we're going to have a few episodes. So stay tuned, everybody. We're going to continue to try and make the content better for you guys. Uh, we've got things in mind and things coming up. So, uh, stay tuned and stay interested. We appreciate all the support and all the comments. Yes, like you said, sending the love to everyone here. Tell someone you love them. Keep in contact with someone. Just be like, hey, how you doing? Uh, I really believe that. Love the positivity. All right. And if you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey here with Yeah, we're cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is. Mickey Cincy Podcast. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you soon. Peace. Peace. Peace.